for hiding the extra 10 pounds I'd put on that winter. The sequined front bodice, a special touch for a special occasion. Looking in the mirror, I wondered whether I should go back to brown hair. I've always had strawberry blonde hair, but there's something about brown hair that makes my eyes look brand new. I'd never really noticed how green my eyes were until I went brown, but like anything else, it was hard to get used to a change. Brown or blonde, I knew the blouse would bring out the color in my eyes. Maybe not brand new eyes, but I take what I can get. The rest of the outfit was simple. Denim capris are my go-to pants when the weather is nice. And since the day was sunny and warm, the decision to wear them was easy. Finally pulling my hair into a ponytail, it was mission accomplished. I could have dressed up since it was a special occasion, maybe some heels and a skirt but I figured that since we'd likely be walking outside, casual was the best way to go. It's a family tradition that whenever one of us has a birthday, we all go out to eat at a restaurant. Normally, Michael picks something that the entire family will like, which often lands us at the Forks Market, eating spaghetti and fresh sourdough bread. There's nothing quite like the taste of fresh bread with garlic butter, is there? It's even better when you're enjoying the bread from an old streetcar, that's been upcycled to recreate a vintage dining experience. The nostalgic atmosphere is enough to carry anyone back to the Roaring Twenties, but the presence of skater boys with ball caps flipped to the side ensures that we quickly return to the present. Speaking of presents, I still had some wrapping to do when I heard the hum of the garage door open and close. I glanced at the clock. It was only 3.30. The kids weren't even home from school yet. Michael wasn't due home for at least another hour. And if you know my husband at all, you'll understand why this took me by surprise. Michael's never been late for work. He doesn't come home early, and he'll miss a day only if he's bleeding from the eyes. Whatever the case, I was just glad he was home. This was going to be an awesome night with the family, and I couldn't wait for it to get started. Leaving his briefcase by the door, he asked me to join him in the living room. I wasn't sure what was up, but one glance at the stone-cold look on his face told me that something was wrong, terribly wrong. Sitting across from him, I'll never forget the sound of his voice as it rang in my ears and ripped through my heart. Are you having an affair, he asked. Looking up at him, I quickly answered, No, why would you even ask that? Please don't lie to me, he said. As he continued to question me, the heat rose in my face. My cheeks were numb, my mouth was dry, my body was weak. Did you have an affair? I hung my head, unable to look in his eyes. Sitting alone on the couch, I felt the fear of truth spin around me like the web of a spider until I was helpless to move. Barely able to speak, I lifted my chin in a nod, and then in another... My house of cards collapsed, my shame crashing to the ground along with it. My sin, the glorious fruit of lust, had enticed me into the pit where all I could think of was death. For death itself had enveloped me, and with it came shame and reproach. I had sinned against God, my husband, and my family. Everything I had once held so dear to me loomed above the pit of sin and shame I had dug for myself. Every muscle in my body was heavy, tense, numb, 
I was disconnected from the pounding of the blood that sped through my head like a runaway train. Even if I wanted to speak, even if I had something else to say, I couldn't. My jaw was locked. My throat was closed. Michael stood up, and as I watched him walk out of the room, I realized that in every sense of the word, I was alone. Through a fog of confusing emotions, I managed to get off the couch and go out to the car where I fished through my purse for my keys. Not knowing what else to do, I drove. I didn't know where I was going, what I should do, or where I'd be spending the night. All I knew was that I had to go someplace, any place, but where? Finally pulling into a parking lot, I stopped the car and collapsed onto the steering wheel. My thoughts were a dark and dusty swirl of emotions that ripped through my heart and beckoned me into the grave.